Blog Talk Radio. Well, I see a bright shining future for the ghetto youth of America. You see, all we gotta know is that the whole world is waiting on us. Yeah. with host Shana Thornton. Thank you for joining us this evening. We just opened the show to the tunes of the very talented musician, The Dubber. The song is titled Late Night Ride, Late Night Ride by The Dubber, and what a very delightful and soulful song. You know, this national radio show caters to the entire community. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton brings an array of topics and exclusive guests to the table that matter. We do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and influence your lives in a very game-changing manner. We certainly offer relevant conversation to our national listening audience. Please stay connected with this show and share us with everyone you happen to know. We are doing quite well, and I do value your commitment and your time for joining us every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because this family radio talk show belongs to you. I love it, and I also love hearing from our loyal listeners. Listen in right now to hear from a few of our dynamic listeners. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are very grateful to have you on our team on our side. Do you want to air your thoughts about the show? It's simple and free. Do you have pertinent community news you want to share with a national listening audience? 
No strings attached? Simply email the radio show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Remember, one easy and very memorable email takes care of everything. Email us your photographs to post on our Wall of Fame page on Instagram. As always, we want to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. If you're on Twitter, connect with us. Put in SS Thornton and you will find me and remember Instagram you can find us easily by putting in let's talk America radio show we are busy on social media because we realize our listeners are so remember to always stay with us by tuning in to our messaging and we keep the conversation going through social media let's move forward tonight we have a very hot and relevant topic as always We will be discussing parenting skills one-on-one. Parenting skills one-on-one, you know, as a nation, we often discuss the issues of our youth. We have had several great and informative guests on this very show that fostered critical conversations about our youth. So I thought we really need to address parenting skills at some point, and why not right now? You know, I believe implementing, implementing, excuse me, good parenting skills can help with a lot of the concern with our youth. Now, it may not be the perfect solution, but setting a positive example as parents or guardians or as caretakers of our children is sure worth a try. Monica Douglas Davis is our featured guest this evening. She is a highly respected licensed professional counselor in the Atlanta area, and she will share some noteworthy information with us this evening. No one, and I mean no one, should miss this show. Connect with all of your family and friends right now and tell them that we have great music and groundbreaking conversation on the show right now. They will not want to miss this show. As always, we have a full show. We've got 30 minutes, so let's keep pushing ahead. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for tonight's show. We have the famous educator and author William Perkey, who once said the very famous following words. You've got to dance like there's no one watching. Love like you've never be hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening. And live like it's heaven on earth. I'm going to echo those famous words again. You've got to dance like there's nobody watching. Love like you'll never be hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening. And live like it's heaven on earth. Awesome, awesome words. Live like you love it. Enjoy this life and please make the most of it. Let us live to the fullest by learning. You know, parenting is an awesome opportunity and gift, but it doesn't necessarily come with a handbook. You know, children vary, and so do parents. Tonight we will discuss parenting skills, what works and what doesn't work. Again, parenting skills one-on-one, what works and what doesn't. Let's bring in our exclusive featured guest right now. Monica Douglas Davis is currently the Executive Director of CARES LLC in Atlanta, Georgia. And of course, CARES stands for Child and Adolescent Resource Education Services. She has been a certified teacher with over 11 years of teaching experience and is a licensed professional counselor. 
She believes that all people can learn and have the potential to thrive personally and professionally. She has worked with many children and parents in her profession. Monica believes that healthy parenting is often the heart of a productive childhood and adulthood. I want to echo that last statement, that healthy parenting is often the heart of a productive childhood and adulthood. She is the acclaimed author of the popular book, God Made Me Beautiful, But I Didn't Know It. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, please help me welcome the one and only Miss Monica Douglas Davis. Good evening, Monica. How are you? I'm doing well, Shane. How are you? I am awesome, awesome, and so excited and delighted that we have you on this evening because parenting skills one-on-one, it's a critical conversation that a lot of us as guardians, caretakers, or parents, or loved ones, often uh, we don't want to confront it or talk about it. And as I said at the top of this segment, Monica, we often talk about our youth and their concerns and, the, you know, the acting out or the drugs or the different issues they can become involved in, but I thought it's time that we really confronted a real national issue, talking about parenting skills and how that could possibly impact and influence our children. Well, it's excellent that you asked that, Shana, because as a parent myself, I found that it's something that I have to deal with on a daily basis. Yes. I think any good parent, the number one thing is consistency. And what I mean by that is You say what you mean, and you do what you say, and you model that. A lot of times, parents will say to a child, no, you can't have it, or no, you can't do that. And then the child will put up a fit or a fuss or, you know, object. And just to keep the peace, the parent will back down. Yes. You are allowing that child to have power and control that they should not have. Mm. So the next time they want something, they're going to do that. Yes. Because they've gotten away with it. Mm. And then, again, being consistent also just modeling that. Again, even as parents, children look at what we do, not just what we say. They practice what we see. Mm. If they see us doing things that are out of line or not together or are inappropriate, those are the things they think they can do. You know, Monica, you know, you bring up some professional points, obviously, that you've known from your profession, but also some very practical approaches to parenting because, you know, there's an old adage, and you're very familiar with it just as I am, where parents or grandparents sometimes would say, do as I say and not as I do. But as a licensed professional counselor and as a parent, you're saying that's a dangerous zone to enter. We really need to be setting real actions that model healthiness and positive behavior, correct? That is that is excellent. That was exactly how I would put it, definitely. Because if we don't, then they're going to do what they see us do, and they're going to justify it, and they'll come back with us and say, well, you did it. Yes. Why can't I do it? Mm, powerful. You know, explain to me as a professional why it's important for parents to execute healthy behavior towards their children. In other words, how does parenting skills impact a child's self-esteem, Monica? Because there's a lot of, you know, research or even sometimes I call what they say common sense that says a lot of children, when they act out, when they may go to drugs or lifestyles that are illegal and obviously not pleasing to 
parents or whoever, that it, it starts with self-esteem. You know, what does it mean when a parent is a, is a guardian and trying to do the best they can, but they can help mold that child's self-esteem? Talk to me. Self-esteem is critical, and it starts from infancy. When a child is brought home from the hospital, they interact with their parents. They play with them. They yeah. talk with them. They sing with them. This is helping build a child's self-esteem from day one. Yeah. Children that don't receive that, we actually have a term. We call it reactive attachment disorder. A oh. lot of children that don't have that love, that affection, they become detached. They don't understand that something is wrong. And they're looking for that. And then what happens is they internalize it and say, something is wrong with me. Mm. And so the parent shows them self-esteem by, one, showing them love. Children look for stability, significance, and contentment. And how do they get that? They get that by a parent telling them that they're valuable, that they're beautiful, that they have worth, and that they are a person of integrity. They model that to the child. So the child sees that. They provide not only just the day-to-day things, you know, clothing, housing, food, and those things, but they actually show them in their behaviors, I love you because I spend time with you. Mm. I play with you. What is important to you is important to me. You have to build that child up. Those are things that really help them with their self-esteem and make choices that are going to be contributing to society and not be detrimental to society or themselves. Mm, very uh, real talk. And since we're on talking about real talk and, and you are giving us some great pers- personal and professional advice on parenting skills, I want to keep it very real and frank. So, you know, people are parents and they become parents and it's a joy and it's an opportunity and a blessing. And yet a lot of parents come from homes where perhaps the mother or the father may have said, well, I paid bills, I paid rent. I paid the mortgage. I put claws on the back. I provided food on the table. And that's what love is for a parent. And you and I both know this, that a lot of individuals grew up necessarily not being shown the love or the affection of saying, I love you because you're worth loving. I love you because you're my child. That it was about money. And it was about paying child support again or paying for items and that somehow became affiliated and connected with love, and thus 20, 30, 40 years later, these people are parents, and they're repeating the cycle. Speak about that and how that cycle can be broken, Monica. Well, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I think it is so important to, again, break cycles of dysfunction. And what you said is people model what they see. And so if your parent was negligent in emotional care for you, that's what you learn. And so if you don't identify, you'll follow that same thing. You have to wait and say, hey, 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 I realize my mom provided for me financially, but emotionally she wasn't there. She wasn't at my ball game. Okay. She didn't encourage me when I played sports or yeah. when I was in the band or when I was a cheerleader. I needed somebody to just say, hey, I love you. You are a good person. You are okay. And that's what you have to tell your child on a daily basis. Because if you don't, they're going to hear something on the outside. They're going to hear what I like to say. They look at people for their title, yes. their talent, and technology. And by talent, look at all these athletes or entertainers that people look at, these children look at as role models, yes. which may not be an accurate role model. 
Same thing for title, because you have a position. Sometimes people look at people that maybe have uh, many, they, a lot of these people have reality shows because they have a title or but, again, is that the example that you want our children to see? I don't mm. think so. Mm. And then even with technology, with the Internet and with iPads and with Androids and smartphones yeah. and just all the things that we have of Facebook and Twitter, children are going to connect with the world. Yes. And if we as parents don't give them that self-esteem and show them what true values are, they're going to get it from the outside source, and it can truly damage their lives. That's right, because as you said so eloquently, the outside source uh, may not be telling them the right way, and there may be other negative connotations with it. You know, Monica, real talk for real people. What's your practical and professional advice to parents that are under heavy stress? For different reasons, maybe it's things they could have controlled or could not. Either way, they ended up in financial stress, emotional stress, whatever stress there is. You and I both know that it's nice to say on paper, behave this way, do that. But when individuals, man, woman, child, or adult are under stress, often it shows in other relationships. What can a, a caring parent who's going through something right now, but they're becoming easily irritated with their child or children, what's the best piece of advice you may give these individuals? I would tell them to acknowledge what their pain is. Okay. Don't try to be phony about it. If you're struggling financially and that stress is impacting you, then what you need to do is accept that and say, right now, this is what I'm going through. Okay. But this is what I can give you. Okay. I may not have the finances, but what I'm going to do is spend time with you. I like to just sit down and give a, here's an example. Sometimes you can make a wish board, and you and your child can even sit down and say, you know what? This is the house we wish we would have. Yeah. This is the kind of car we wish we would have. These are the things that we would like to have. Make a poster. Put it up. Post it. Use newspapers or use um, letters or articles, pictures from the Internet, and just post it. And then make that your dream board. Yeah. You can actually say, this is what we're going for. Have the children put okay. this on there, too. And you know what? Before you know it, you'll be having fun. You won't be abstract. And you will look up one day, and those goals will have yes. come true. Beautiful. So remain honest but positive. So don't put on a front or a facade, rather, that, hey, we're living this lifestyle and everything's great. You're saying be as honest as possible, but keep a positive attitude and edge with it. That's right. Those children know when their phone rings and those creditors are calling yes. and you avoid those calls. Yes. They know about that. Yes, they do. <laughs> and children are very intelligent. Great point. Now, I want to talk about something that may make a lot of listeners uncomfortable, but I think it's a question that will certainly end up with the answer that you're going to help us all understand better, or at least the answer is going to shine light on a real problem. Unfortunately, Monica, uh, separation and divorce occurs in some families and often a lot of families, more more than we would like. You know, how should parents deal with their children when this scenario occurs and emotions are running high? Because, you know, we've all seen it. If it hasn't been us, if we've seen family and friends, you know, they're great people, but things don't work out. Often someone's hurt. Maybe there was some disloyalty, disrespect. And one parent is having primary custody of the child during the separation or the divorce. You know, how should a parent model healthy behavior and a positive attitude even when they've been hurt, disappointed, or from their regard or, or perspective, disrespected? 
probably the most important thing in that situation, which does happen every day, unfortunately, mm -hmm. is for the parent to be age-appropriate with the child, okay. but to separate their love and their relationship with the child and that other significant person. So, for example, what I mean is never speak negatively about the person's character. Okay. You want to just say, Mommy and Daddy did not work out. Okay. We always will love you. We will always be here to support and take care of you. Yes. But sometimes things just don't work out in relationships okay. the way that we would like them to. And then you tell the child, again, assure them of your love. Assure them that you will be there for them. Assure them okay. that no matter what, you're going to make it and that you ultimately will have a successful family, even if it's not the family of their dream. Yes. It's the family that exists now, and that is okay to be mm. that way. And, you know, Monica, great advice, and you know this as a professional uh, licensed counselor, but it often doesn't happen like that, right? You know, often the uh, mother or the father is so angry, and they're trying to keep their emotions in check, but unfortunately the child is there, you know, often with them. And when they're hurting, they're venting, and they vent to that child, often uh, perhaps exposing more than what's age-appropriate to that child about what the father or mother did. You know, any... Uh, advice on how to keep yourself in check when that happens? Because I know that's a reality for a lot of our listeners. It is. And you know what? Again, first of all, no one's perfect. Yeah. So you have to be forgiving of yourself just as you expect to be forgiven of others. And so when that happens, you do want to try to minimize that. But you know what? You need to go back to that child and say, you know what? Mommy's hurting right now. Okay. This okay. relationship didn't work out. Yes. But Daddy's hurt right now. Yes. And I'm frustrated right now. And just like you explain to a level that they can understand, just like sometimes you and your friends don't always get along yes. and you might say something in anger or you might lash out because you're upset, yes. that's the same thing I did. Okay. And so you just have to be honest and real with them. But again, mm -hmm. the biggest thing to do is to, you know, admit the truth, yes. but to forgive yourself and to move on. And again, that's going to model for them, hey, mom got mad and went off. And so that means that when I get mad, I understand it's okay, but I need to go back that's and right. forgive, and I need to move on, Beautiful. and that's what you do. Beautiful. Make amends. That's healthy parenting right there modeled at its best. Okay, I've got a question for you that a lot of us adults have gone through or the youth listening in right now know all too well. How should a parent deal with sibling rivalry? It seems to be common in a lot of families. It is, and there's actually a theory that goes with that. Alfred Adler has a theory, um, Adlerian theory, where he actually talks about the family constellation and the birth order. Okay. And myself, I come from a family of eight. Okay. And I can say there is some validity to it that usually the older kids have the highest expectations. Okay. They're the first child. So they usually are the goal-getter. They're the ones that are motivated to succeed and yes. the pressure is on them. The middle children tend to be the ones that get left out okay. because they have older siblings and younger siblings that they kind of have to compete with. And so the younger sibling is usually the one, to be honest, they might be more immature, they might be spoiled, the parents might even be tired by being <laughs> and so they let them get away with more things. And so that's an issue with the older kids. Yes. But what I can say is if you model love and accountability, and respect for each other, that helps. There's going to be always issues. We're going to have to yes. there. There always will be. But, again, we have to always love each other no matter what. 
okay, at all points. And when the sibling rivalry or the conflict does occur, just continue to reiterate love and understanding to those children. That's right. Yes. You love them all, no matter okay. what's going on. The mm-hmm. love is the same. Awesome, awesome words. You know, before you get out of here, we have to address the hot topic of bullying because it seems to be a very common issue and disturbing issue in today's culture. And we're talking about physical bullying, but now we understand that bullying may actually transition to another level in terms of going on social media, going on Twitter, Instagram, um, the different things they have and and posting photos and, and mean, hurtful words about other individuals. How should a parent... Uh, appropriately address bullying? This is really critical, as you said today. It saddened me that this happened. But the first thing a parent needs to do is to be proactive and supportive. They need to find out who their child is networking with. If they have Facebook, they need to be able to know who these people are. Kids are at school bothering them or sporting events. They need to actually connect with the people that they're with. Okay. That way they can advocate for their child. It is never okay to bully anyone, whether that's it's right. emotionally or whether it's physically. That's right. And that they need to say. Every parent needs to have that conversation with their child. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but ongoing. You need to talk to your child and find out. Because unfortunately, these kids are killing themselves yeah. and killing oh. others because they are hurt. And let your child know. You watch the words that come out of your mouth. Yes. You speak life into people and not death. And that's what these kids are doing. They are killing their kids with their own mouth through mm-hmm. social media. And that has to stop. And that that's does. what you tell your child. If it's not edifying, if it's not building up, if it's not encouraging, then it is bullying. And we do not do that. And we do not accept someone doing that to mm. us. Awesome words, and and I'm going to piggyback on what you said at the top of this segment. Let our children know that we need to lead by example. So it's not okay for mommy or daddy to say mean words about other individuals on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it's popular at the moment, and then expect our children not to follow suit. Let's really live what we're saying. I love it, Monica, and I love having you on here. You know, before you leave, tell me really quickly about this great book, God Made Me Beautiful, But I Didn't Know It. I love this title. I love the book. It's sitting right in front of me right now. Beautiful picture of a beautiful little girl, which happens to be you, Monica Douglas Davis. Tell me quickly about this book. Well, the book, as you said, the picture is of me, and I was told that I was ugly because I had brown skin and short hair. Mm. And as everyone says, that is not true. But that self-esteem, mine was so down, it damaged me. It damaged me for years and years and years, and I did not feel value in myself. And so the book talks a little bit about me and some choices that I made, um, having low self-esteem, going with strangers when I should not have gone with strangers, getting myself in some very dangerous and scary situations, okay. but also it talks about the value of what true beauty is, which is your character. Yes. It's being a loving person, being a kind person, being a person of wisdom, being a serving person, an encouraging person, being someone even that has a distance of humor. You have to be able to laugh to get through this life that we live. Yes, you do. And those are things that we all have in us that make us a beautiful person to the world. It's not this outward thing because that can change yes. at any given time, whether it's some kind of disaster or accident so or true. illness affects us, so true. then we still have that inside beauty 
which again are those character things that help us to be successful to society and to be givers of us. Mm. That's what my book is about. I love it. I love it. We're going to have to have you back on to talk more about your book, Healthy Self-Esteem, and continue this conversation, critical conversation and discussion about parenting skills. Monica Douglas Davis, you have been an awesome and very informative guest, and I know this show uh, certainly is going to be an all-time favorite. I can just see the emails and all of the Facebook comments popping up as we speak. Before you get out of here and we wrap up, how can our listeners get more information about you and the services you offer? I can be reached by phone um, through my office. My phone number is 404-578-7629. Again, 404-578-7629. My office is also called CARES, which stands for Child and Adolescent Resource Education Services. I service children and families. And my website is www.cares.com. R-E-S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S 